0: This is Glenn Crooks, and welcome to On Frame, the weekly New York City centric podcast presented by Pro Soccer USA. Today, Pro Soccer USA scribe Dylan Buller, he'll join me later to preview New York City FC, who opened the regular season on Saturday at Orlando City. These two sides joined the league as expansion teams together in 2015, and they opened their MLS lives against each other in Orlando. Although that was at the Citrus Bowl, the Lions moving into their new stadium in 2017. In preseason, the Pigeons got their first win in the fifth and final scrimmage. That was a 2-0 win over Nashville SC, a USL side that will join MLS in 2020. City also lost to FC Copenhagen while tying AIK of Sweden, those matches in Abu Dhabi, while they uh, dropped a 2-1 decision at Orlando City and were blanked by Minnesota United 1-0. To talk about the city preseason and more, it's the Swedish gentleman at the back for the boys for the Bronx. Uh, With the 2019 regular season opener close, we want to welcome in the 2018 New York City FC Defender of the Year, four goals, six assists. From right back, he's Anton Tinnerholm. Anton, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm
1: I'm very good. How are you?
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I want to hear about preseason. I mean, Abu Dhabi, then Orlando, and at training now you have to deal with the uh, the high breeze and chill of uh, the Northeast. But uh, how, how has preseason been in general?
1: As we go, you know, the condition in in Abu Dhabi and Orlando is uh, it's, uh, way better than it is in, in New York. So for us, it has been been good to to be on the on the road or abroad. So so it's it's been good, and we've even had the two. Uh, Two tough games against uh, FC Copenhagen and uh, OECO. I think it's, it's better we, we face a uh, more high-quality team than, than uh, we face a uh, college team like uh, last year.
0: Uh, Anton, uh, you know, one of the more obvious things about this preseason is that Dolmé Tarant and his staff, who came in mid-season last year in the summer, uh, have had this uh, full preseason with the squad. Can you give us uh, an impression as to how that's been, and uh, do you feel uh, that the team maybe is more secure with with what he's uh, what his desires are?
1: Yeah, but of course we worked in more details this uh, this preseason a little bit more how he wants us to 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 play, and especially from from the back and then and the build up how he wants us to be uh, in in position. So so. Uh, we worked on on uh, details and uh, even uh, set pieces. This is a little bit new this this year, so worked a lot uh, with that. And uh, it's important for for the new players as well to to uh, get uh, get to know how, how our formation is uh, at the set pieces and and uh, and in open play as well. So so uh, of course this is uh, Domus' 1st preseason here, so it's been more details how. He wants us to to, uh, to play. Uh, like you said, he came here mid-season last, uh, last season, so now it was more details how he wanted us to
0: to play. You, you talked about building out of the back, and from what we've seen, we were unable to watch uh, either Orlando or Minnesota, those scrimmages, but it, there's an appearance that uh, there's more emphasis on building out of the back maybe than uh, in the latter stages of last year. Is, is that true? Uh, yeah, but but it always
1: depends on on the situation. We we can't uh, play out from the back uh, all the time because it's, uh, if the risk is is too high, we have to put put a long ball. So so we can't just say that we're gonna play every single ball from the back because then the, the opponents gonna read that and uh, press us high and try to win the ball up there. So, so we need to have a, a mix and and uh, we have to be. Be very careful when when uh, teams putting the the, the press pressure uh, high. So uh, it's it's not uh, black or, or white. Is uh, we have to uh, uh, yeah mix it up a, a little bit and, and be smart. But uh, of course we we want to play. But if there is impossible to play and it's too risky, we we need to uh, to play a long ball. And that that's uh, Dom has been. Uh, has been teaching us uh, very well in that. So, so it's it's a process now in the in the preseason, and it had these ups and downs. But I felt like, especially the the Minnesota uh, game was was a step forward, even even the result that we lost. But but it was a huge step forward. Uh, and uh, and the Nashville game was uh, was not the best, but uh, still a clean sheet, and they didn't create that many chances. So. I think we're taking steps uh, all the time this this preseason. Well, you
0: look at the back four, and it appears to be a pretty secure group. We know there's always competition, but you have yourself, Shadow, uh, Collins, Sweat, Matadita, Sean Johnson in goal, and uh, so it's a group that's played a lot of minutes together. Do you see that uh, as an important part of the team's progress?
1: Yeah, of course. It's it's important that we know each other well. Uh, last year, it was. I was the was the new guy, so it took some time to get to get to know the the guys. But uh, now we played for for at least uh, a year together, so uh, of course, just uh, making it uh, even more even better. So, so uh, then we have to take care of the the new guys in the team. You can't just play uh, at the back four and the goalkeeper. It's not just us who's gonna defend. So we have to be a, a team who's defending and a team who's uh, attacking. So. We have to work together, and that's the one of the key points this this season.
0: Now, one of those new faces is a guy who's been sharing repetitions with you at right back, Joe Scally, sixteen years old, homegrown. Can you give us a little bit of a scouting report on Scally?
1: Yeah, of course, he's a big talent, as you said, He's only sixteen years old, so you need to be be patient, but. Uh, I'm t- trying to, to help uh, help him as much as I can, and uh, especially after and during games he has played, I talk to him what what he can do better and what he has done well. So I'm trying to take care of him as much as I can and uh, share my experience. So that guy, of course, has, has some talent, but uh, you have to remember that he's just 16 and he's He's taking steps uh, all the time and I think uh, the US uh, has a bright future uh, with, with him uh, as, as a right back in the, in the national team, but for the moment we have to think that he's only 16 years old, but uh, he has all the, all the quality to, to go, uh, go for in, uh, in his career.
0: What, what is a, the biggest challenge for a, a kid like that? He's sixteen. Uh, physically, he looks very strong and maybe prepared that way. What what are what are his challenges?
1: Uh, the the toughest for uh, for a young kid. It doesn't matter if it's him or or me or someone else. It's a step from from uh, the academy up to the first team, and does uh, doesn't matter what what level it is. It's always a, a step into the first team and especially uh, when it's uh, league games it's it's different compared to uh, academy games because they don't matter that much so uh, it's, it's a step uh, from there going to uh, to uh, playing on elite level it's, it's a tough one but but uh, i think uh, the only game uh, the only only thing you can uh, do to, to face it is to uh, train uh, 100% uh, every single uh, training. And then when you get the chances, uh, do as, as good as you can. That's that's the only thing I can say.
0: Well, the team I know this is just your second year, but the team is considerably younger than in the past. The average age is just under 24. You're 27. You're like an old-timer. But I want, I, want to, I want to ask you about those guys in front of you, and they're all newcomers. You've got 21-year-old Keaton Parks, 19-year-old Juan Pablo Torres, 17-year-old Justin Hack, uh, all playing out of the midfield. Uh, without giving a, 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 a detailed description of each, we know that Parks and Torres, has a, ha, they both have a little more experience. They have European experience. Can you see them contributing uh, pretty much right away?
1: Yeah, of course. Otherwise, they they wouldn't be here. So, so of course, they they here to to uh to play. And I think every every player in the in the team has to have the goal to to play. So so that's what makes the team uh, team better. And uh, but you need to be patient with with uh, young guys because I've been there as well. And you you have your up and downs. And uh, especially when when you're young, you you can have some fantastic game. But but you can also have a bad games, so, so uh, you have to be patient uh, with the guys but everyone can see that they have a uh, talent otherwise they wouldn't be here uh,
0: one final question uh, Anton uh, the other new guy that uh, I'd like uh, to get a little bit of an evaluation from he's only made two appearances but the, the forward Alexandru Matriza. Uh, he uh, I've referred to him as the Romanian Jovinko. I don't know if that's going to stick but uh, It's hard not to compare him to Jovinko same stature and style. What are your thoughts about him?
1: Yeah, it is like you say it's very similar to Jovinko uh, How we play and uh, he has a fantastic right right foot with a fantastic uh, shot and uh, he's, he's going to make impact in the league, I can tell you that. And uh, we need to uh, help him as, as much as we can, especially in the start. But as you can see, he's played two or three games and uh, already scored two fantastic uh, goals. So it's uh, no question that that guy has uh, big, big quality. So uh, we have to help him as a team and uh, probably he's going to help the team as well. So, so He's going to do impact in, in the league, and uh, he's, he's going to be uh, important for this team. I can tell you that.
0: Entering his second year with New York City FC, that was fullback Anton Tinnerholm. And time now to welcome in one of my colleagues at Pro Soccer USA, and on occasion my broadcast partner in the booth for the New York City matches. He covers both NYCFC and the Red Bulls for Pro Soccer USA, Dylan Butler. Dylan, how are you? I'm good, Glenn. How are you? I'm very good, and I I want to say publicly congratulations on the birth of your daughter uh, not long ago. So you are uh, your life is rather
2: hectic, I would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. J- just as the season is starting, uh, there's there's a lack of sleep, and I, I feel like a coach almost, like mid season, trying to prepare my team or or just pulling your hair out, uh, uh, trying to think of different uh, things. But but it is a lot of fun. Thank you.
0: Uh, you're welcome. Well, hey, listen, at the end of uh Anton Tinnerholm's uh, comments, he talked about the the new guy. So let's get into this New York City FC what we could expect for 2019, but Alexander Matriza, the uh well, I I'm not the only one I've heard call him this, but uh Romanian Javinko. I mean, he's got that frame he was 5 foot 5 he's built low to the ground he's got those uh, really tight dribbling movements and we've seen that he can also finish and really he's got two laser finishes one from about 15 yards the other one from outside the area so uh, the, the big the storyline has been uh, the absence of David Villa left for Japan face of the franchise 77 regular season goals along the way i mean the guy was unbelievable uh, how are they going to do without him
2: well it's interesting glenn I, I think this is really the the year that other than probably the year one when they were just starting as a as a franchise where there has been the most amount of questions right i mean it is the post david via era with this team it's it's domet torrent's first full season uh, so there are a lot of different questions and and really when you're starting to see a lot of these previews roll out and uh, people talking about the team. There's some who are saying there'll be sixth, seventh, eighth in in the East. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, question marks uh, for a team that for the last three years ha- has been arguably one of the more consistent teams uh, with Via, uh, then with Patrick Vieira, and then when Dome came in. Uh, but a lot of the players who have been around, uh, they kind of still are, right? I mean, you look at the back, that's consistent. Um, there has been some change in the midfield, but the two key components there, Maxi Morales and, and Alex Ring, are both, again, back. Uh, and there's, there is there's some uh, depth and some, some, some competitions for spots in, in the attacking uh, three or four. So uh, I, I think it will be an interesting year for sure. Uh, I, I'm not quite sold on, on them, you know, not making the playoffs. Like I think some people are saying, uh, it it will, it will have to be a year. I think when multiple guys step up in via's absence. And to be fair, we've seen that right last year, especially when, when via missed large stretches of the year due to injury, others around him, whether it was, uh, to Shradi, whether it was, Uh, Maxi Morales especially they stood up they stepped up and I think that's what's going to be necessary this year it's going to have to be a collective effort
0: well I remember the statistic last year the first 14 goals scored by New York City in 2018 only one was by David Villa who was beset by more injuries than in his uh, previous seasons with New York City but but that changed a little bit uh, when he was down for periods of time in the latter stage of the of the season. So V is gone. The talk has been about uh, will there be a new striker, and uh, and we will get back to Matriza because he's an interesting character too. But the the striker and we've now uh, twice, maybe even three times, heard uh, Dome uh in his first full preseason talk about the new striker. Now, you know, I, I think sometimes we have to forgive Dome uh, due to the, uh, uh, there's a slight language barrier, and when he's trying to express his uh, comments, uh, not always certain uh, if he absolutely meant that there's a new striker imminent, but I just remember after uh, one of the matches, I think it was the Minnesota match, where uh, Matriza did not play because he had the visa issues, or not issues, but he was just getting his paperwork in order, and, uh, and Dome's post-match comment is well we didn't play with we played without Matriza and possibly the new striker which, <laughs> which made it seem kind of imminent uh, and then this week on a, on a conference call you were on the call and you're the one who asked the question about well where's the new striker and he said Ola Kamara who now we know is going to China it was was under consideration uh, along with several others, although we didn't get a, other names. So uh, recap that for us. What uh, what Dome told you uh, as he answered that question?
2: Yeah, I mean it, it was uh, it was bandied about. Um, I guess it was probably the night before that there were two possibilities for Ola Kamara: one being a potential trade to NYCFC, and then the other being a move to China. Uh, then we see Saad Abdul Salam go to Seattle, NYCFC get some TAM for that. So now you're starting to think, well, let's see, you know, now they've got some extra TAM. Can they put that together with other TAM, send it out to the Galaxy for, for Kamara? Uh, but then obviously, as we saw, you know, he is going uh, to China for, for uh, a, a large transfer fee there. So um, He's going to make $3 million a season. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess <clears throat> I significantly guess, more than, I, I than guess he we,
0: did with the yeah he would have never gotten that with the uh, on an MLS side. Well, he was making just under a million with the Galaxy, right?
2: Well, listen, on that galaxy team right now there's still four dps so there's no way oh that's a whole gonna, different
0: topic yeah, Dylan yeah, i don't know exactly. we might we might go there i don't know but uh, um,
2: but but yeah so so uh I now think orlando right now, City like but
0: Dil- Dylan orlando City has four dps
2: that kind of yes, went under exactly. the radar what are they
0: gonna do what are they,
2: so, uh, i mean they they have to uh tomorrow i think it is figure that out i think they're gonna by Friday what gonna, is
0: the deadline do we know
2: I think it's Friday at five. I think they need uh, to. Uh, okay. I think they need to. One of their players, certainly one of their DPS, are going to have to restructure their contract. You could do that as well with Tam. So uh, it's not as uh, they don't necessarily have to drop somebody. So it's it's not that dramatic. I think the same with the Galaxy. They'll probably end up restructuring uh, Alessandrini's contract, and it'll work out for them.
0: Well, they don't have much time as uh, we record this podcast on a. Thursday evening, heading into this Saturday game, New York City FC at Orlando City. Okay, so no new striker yet, uh, uh, but there is Alexandru Matriza. So uh, tell us what you know about Matritza. Uh, we did learn in a Planet Football interview that uh, was published today that uh, he's getting to know New York City by watching the movie Home Alone 2. So uh, <laughs> he's, he's working on becoming accustomed to uh, the Big Apple. <laughs> But what what so, do we know? So about... he'll be concerned. So he'll be concerned about home rob,
2: uh, home invasions, clearly, and yeah, <laughs> and, and not staying at home by himself. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, look, I think, I think, I think what Tinnerholm uh, said and what you've described uh, about him, I think, is spot on. Right? He's he's a guy. First off, he's not David Villa, and he's said as much as well. It's it's unfair, you know. Yes, he's he plays in an attacking role. Yes, he's a designated player. But I think the comparisons kind of ends uh, there with the two um, but I I, I I like very much the comparison to Javinko and and when you saw a guy like Javinko his ability to strike free kicks and I remember I think you asked Sean Johnson we were up in Toronto a couple of years ago just about Javinko's free kicks and he said they're like penalty kicks for him that's right it's so hard to def- to to, uh, to defend against it's it's similar I think with Matrita as well. Uh, he's a guy who can create for himself. He can create for others. Uh, he can he he's savvy enough to get fouled, and he's so good in tight spaces. And and there's certainly tight spaces to be played at Yankee Stadium. So I, I think he's a he's a guy who fits in really well. And he's a guy. And this was important, I think, to 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 Dome is he is a versatile player, right? So he 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 could play up top. He could play out on the wing. He can he can shift over so i, I think we're we're, we're going to see a lot of interchangeable parts in the attack for nycfc this year we'll probably see a false nine uh for some some period of time as well so uh i, I think it's all very positive uh, for him but i think the fans also need to give him a little bit of that leeway where he's not that savior that almost once in a lifetime signing that that david via was
0: yeah, and I, uh, in our, uh, you and I are both responsible for coming up with previews. Uh, me for New York City, you for the New York Red Bulls for Pro Soccer USA, and I, I just submitted mine recently. And uh, the quotes, uh, the the quotes that I put into the preview were all about Matrizu. Uh, one was from Al, uh, Alex Ring, and he said just that. You could see the quality in the guy, but we have to give him a few games. Uh, Dome compared him to Philip. Coutinho, which yeah. was interesting, right after Tinnerholm had compared him to Javinko. So uh, I, I think I think the the, the supporters, uh, if if they're not aware yet, they, they've got something here. This guy's going to provide something for New York City FC. Well, the other thing, and you noted it. I remember uh, seeing you tweet this out. So you got your calculator out, added it up, and divided by twenty three, <laughs> and you came up with an average age of the first team. Twenty-three point nine, I think, is what you had, yeah. and uh, so the uh, the philosophy that uh, was uh, uh, iterated by uh, Claudio Reyna earlier in the off season uh, is certainly uh, true in terms of the the uh, the direction that the club is going. Uh, youth will be served here.
2: Yeah, you've seen the hashtag around MLS so much, right? Uh, the hashtag Play Your Kids, and and I think. We're starting to see that really come into the to, to, to the picture here with NYCFC, where there's so many young and dynamic players. Some who have come up through the system with, with a Sands or a Scali, uh, uh, others or a Hack, and, and others uh, who they've picked up. Whether it was through the draft, like a like a Jonathan Lewis, or now Keaton Parks as well. So uh, there's uh, some some fun, talented players and. Uh, I mean, we're we're still many months away from from the first Hudson River Derby match, but look, I co- I cover the Red Bulls closely as well. That's a team of young players as well, a lot of young dynamic players. So you get a bunch of these kids on on, on the field in a sellout stadium at like Red Bull Arena would be when the two meet. That's going to be so much fun. I mean, the 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 dynamic of that rivalry for how many years now has been about the older veteran NYCFC against the the young. Red Bulls right and we we saw that famous uh TIFO that even the, the South Ward put up that one year I think it was the first year <laughs> of an of aging an yeah. Lampard and Pirlo well that's not NYCFC anymore that's always been what the Red Bulls uh have been at least the last uh, six or seven years so I, I think it should set up certainly for for uh some fun fun matchups
0: Dylan Butler uh you could follow him at Dylan underscore Butler uh And uh, you follow me at Crooks with two N's, if you don't mind. And yeah, so, and July 14th, that's the first time that New York City and the Red Bulls will meet. So it's going to be a while before that uh, derby takes place. And in previous years, Dylan, it's been three matches between the two, but with the addition... Uh, of FC Cincinnati this year. Now you have a balanced schedule. everybody's playing twi- just twice and so the first one's at Red Bull Arena July 14th. So it's, some, it's, it's one of those uh, that you want to mark on the calendar. And uh, New York City just uh, for edification purposes, one win in eight matches at Red Bull Arena. And a couple of of their defeats uh, last year, four nil in the Open Cup, and in the regular season. So uh, it's been a rugged go for New York City in that building.
2: Yeah, and and you know you mentioned the Open Cup. I think uh, we're still also a few months away from that. But I think I think with the restrictions on foreign players that that competition has had has really hindered NYCFC's ability to put out a strong eleven. And now with these kids we just mentioned, and they're all. Uh, American kids, uh, they will be able to put out a pretty good starting 11 uh, against whoever they play in that competition. So I think they could actually make a run uh, at that this year, where, where in years past, it was sort of, look, you know, we're, we're not there yet. We can't quite compete for this, for this uh, title. And really, it's the quickest route you can take to the CONCACAF Champions League, which is something as well that the team aspires to compete in.
0: Dylan, let's uh, get back to New York City and the, and the prospects for two now, 2019 as well. Uh, you mentioned a, an experienced back line, which I think uh, you know, led by Sean Johnson in goal, and then the the players in front of him. Many of them have uh, signed uh, multi year contract extensions, like a Maxime Cheneau, an Alexander Collins, a Ben Sweat, and then Tinnerholm, the uh, defensive player of the year, with his production: uh, four goals and six assists. But it's in the midfield and then the forward line where there are question marks. The absence, we've talked about V not being around. Jan-Hel Herrera is uh, also absent uh, from this group. Uh, when he was healthy and on the pitch, and we saw it at the end of last season, what the kind of difference he made against Philadelphia in those two matches leading into the playoffs. Uh, how are they going to uh, fill the, uh, the the shoes and, and, and the effectiveness of Jan-Hel Herrera?
2: That's a tough one to to duplicate because he had so many different skill sets. He wasn't just the ball winner. Uh, He was very good going forward as well. He was, he was strong and fast. So very good with his head. He had a very good soccer IQ. So uh, I, I I don't think there's a like for like necessarily uh, on the roster. There wasn't certainly when he got hurt last year. Uh, But, but I think you start looking at some other guys uh, even, uh, even, uh, James Sands. I mean, Dome Tarant would just gushed about Sands, Jimmy, as he calls him. Jimmy uh, <laughs> just loves him. And, yeah. and, and we've seen, you know, what he can do in that kind of spot. And, and, and also, you know, when Alex ring plays as that number six, uh, we see him often slide back, right. Float back as, as that extra center back at times. So. Sands, obviously, internationally has played that position as well, so I think that's a natural fit there, and maybe it allows Ring as well to move up the field further. Maybe he plays at, at the number eight, uh, and he kind of has more, I think, of of, of Herrera's skill set than and maybe somebody else in the roster.
0: Yeah, I, uh, look, I I like Sands. I think he should get an opportunity, and that's the thing. You look at a James Sands. I know it's his second year as a first team player, but he's never really had that chance, and to to play consistently. And I see him in a ring maybe as a as a double six with. Uh, <laughs> Those guys making their decisions. Who gets forward, more forward into the attack with the maxi sitting in front of them? Dome Tehran in that uh, in that media call the other day that you were part of. Uh, I heard the recording of it, and I know he said his preference. And this is no shock: is playing four three three. He'll morph into other things. A four two three one. He mentioned. I think at some point we might see three at the back, but he really would like to play a four three three. So. It, is it Sands? Is it Ebenezer Raffori joining ring back there? Is it Keaton Parks, who is uh, 21 years old, and I think there's a lot there in Keaton Parks, and Juan Pablo Torres? I mean, these guys have to be given a chance. European experience, and I, I can't imagine, as Anton said in the interview earlier, that uh, New York City would have been would have brought these two into the program without giving them a chance to play.
2: Yeah, there'll be opportunities, you know, especially this year with the condensed regular season schedule. There's a lot of lot more midweek games. So I think you'll have to rotate your roster uh, a lot. Plus, uh, again, you've got the Open Cup that you're going to be competing for. So there's multiple uh, competitions as well with a shortened regular season. So I, I think those players will have that opportunity. And, and clearly, whoever kind of wins out among that group of three or four will get additional minutes as the, as the season goes on. But, but as you know, I mean, even in, in all your years of coaching, when you have uh, depth and you have competition for spots, it it just raises the level, especially at training. And that generally corresponds then to, to, to the game day as well.
0: Dylan Butler uh, here with me on, uh, on frame for pro soccer USA. And the let's, let's look at this uh, match a little more, uh, closely, the New York City at Orlando City. New York City has won four in a row in this uh, series. Orlando City hasn't scored a goal in any of those four matches, and uh, and at home, just six wins last year at that really nice Orlando City Stadium. They've kind of they've lost their mojo at home. This is a huge year for a, a club that joined the league the same year as New York City. 2015, and they played against each other in the very, very first game for each. And but Orlando's never been to the postseason. New York City, they've been uh, to the postseason each of the last three years. So th- you'd have to you'd have to say this is a huge season for the club. Uh, James O'Connor, the coach, uh, getting his first full preseason, much like Dome.
2: Without a doubt, and it's funny I, I made that sort of uh, comparison, if you will. You know, they they open up. Each team opens up their fifth season just as they did uh, four years ago. But what a difference those four years make, right? I mean, that. then the story at the Citrus Bowl was was David Villa and, and, and NYCFC, and it was uh, Kaká for Orlando. Neither player there anymore. Uh, NYCFC has had a stretch of consistency and, and making the playoffs and being in the top of the East, and Orlando has uh, just – you know, for, for let's be honest, just have been awful, uh, the the last couple of years. So, uh, this is absolutely a massive year for them. They made a lot of, uh, changes, a lot of additions. The biggest being of course, Nani, the former Manchester United player, he's out on the wing. They brought in a very good, uh, uh, that rare sort of, uh, first-team loan from, from Real Salt Lake to Orlando. But uh, Danilo Acosta is is a young talent, a fullback. He's pretty good. Uh, but there's players who are out. And, and, and Yoshi Yotun, especially, I think, is a tough guy to to replace in that in that kind of heart of the midfield. So, uh, look, it's O'Connor's first full year. Uh, Dwyer already starting the year with an injury. He will not compete in this match. Uh, and Sasha Kleshkin has been outspoken about his disappointment from last year so uh he's had every other year that he's played multiple or 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 double digit assists so it's a big year for him as well to, to bounce back but but there is certainly while there's questions for nycfc there's uh probably tenfold for for orlando this year uh, James
0: O'Connor and Dome Tarron coming in uh, midseason last year O'Connor coached 17 games in his MLS debut season Dome Tarron coming over from Manchester City where he was the lieutenant for Pep Guardiola 21 matches uh, Dome was eight wins four draws nine losses while O'Connor two three and 12 so uh, neither uh, one of them with sparkling records, in their uh, first seasons, but again, they've got a full preseason under their belt, and uh, and it, it all starts uh, on Saturday at 2:30 Eastern, New York City at Orlando City. Any final thoughts, Dylan? Uh, anything going on in the league that we should know about? I mean, uh, you know, the four DPs, uh, you know, <laughs> with the, uh, you know, with three clubs, uh, including Orlando City, has been a topic. Uh, but uh, anything else that stands out? The soccer, Don. Uh, Don Garber, the commissioner, uh, he's been re-upped for another five years, and I think it's five years, right? And uh, it's the 24th season of Major League Soccer. Anything uh, we should look out for?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think again, there's there's so many interesting story angles when, when you look across the league and uh, how will LAFC do in their second year. And, and And by the way, any fans who haven't seen the ESPN Plus documentary I highly I highly recommend watching We Are LAFC it's so much fun
0: I haven't seen uh, it yet it's good it's great
2: it's, okay. uh, you'll love it yeah it's a behind the scenes and, and you'll especially love it because you get into the tactics so much you get to kind of go behind and and into the into the room with Bob Bradley and kind of uh, get into his brain a little bit it, it's really a really good documentary but you know they're right there Sporting Kansas City and we're currently obviously in the in the Champions League as well and and we see what Sporting Kansas City did to to uh, Toluca there and the Red Bulls advancing. So uh, I, I think it could be a big year in the West, a lot of question marks in the East. I think Montreal could be better uh, this year. What will happen with Toronto? They just got Josie uh, re-signed for a few more years, but they need a lot of help as well. So uh, I, I think you know we can go on and on throughout the league, but I, I, I think the, the, the short answer of that is there's always something going on. There's a lot of excitement. Uh, and I just can't wait for this uh, 24th season to to kick off.
0: And since you also cover the New York Red Bulls, this is interesting for them. I mean, Atlanta and the Red Bulls, I think were clearly the one-two teams uh, in the league last year. Portland might have an argument, but that's only because what they did in the playoffs. Uh, Supporters shield winners from a season ago. Chris Armas, a smooth transition from Jesse Marsh to Armas. So uh, is there any additional pressure to come through and get to that MLS Cup final at the very least considering you know their consistent play and you know they're always at or near the top of the league. And there's no
2: doubt and, and and the the pressure just go to any Red Bulls game and, and walk around the the stands a little bit at Red Bull Arena the pressure is there from the fans they they they're tired of having gone, you know, again they're in a, they're in an MLS original, right? So they've now gone 23 seasons without winning. MLS Cup, only making the final one time, losing uh, to the late Siggy Schmidt and and the Columbus Crew. So uh, it's it's been a a long haul for them. Um, I think they're another team that's really, arguably one of the deepest teams in a league. Um, They have probably the best defense, certainly numerically last year, uh, with with Parker and Long. So the pressure is definitely there, but uh, I, I think they're also utilizing that depth and, and, and going after multiple competitions in the right way. You know, like we saw, uh, in the second leg against, uh, Pantoja from the Dominican Republic, uh, uh the, uh, an unchanged first choice starting 11. Uh, we will not see that against the crew this weekend because Santos Laguna is coming to Red Bull Arena for the quarterfinals on Tuesday. So, uh, the same thing happened last year. Uh, they made, I think, nine changes from a team that beat uh, Cholos, and they beat Portland Timbers, mind you, of course, without Diego Chara, 4-0 at Red Bull Arena. So so there's a lot of very good young talent on that Red Bulls team. And, um, again, competitions for spots just just raises the level. So I think the pressure is absolutely there, uh, but they, I think they can rise to the occasion and, and, and accept that challenge.
0: All right, great stuff, Dylan. Again, that's Dylan Butler. Follow him at Dylan underscore Butler here on On Frame. And for Dylan Butler, I'm Glenn Crooks. Enjoy your soccer this weekend.